Hey, we want to say shout out to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, Crave Bath and Body, and Level Up Logo. Without you guys, this episode would not be possible. And Batman, thank you. <laughs> All right, producer Brian, go for it. Oh, hello and welcome to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where you're invited to come up on the front porch and sit a spell. Uh, We have a great show lined up for you, as always. Uh, Surprise, surprise, we're still doing this show. If you've been paying attention for the last month, it may not seem obvious, but we're here and we are going to, uh, I'm going to push buttons to show everyone's on the screen. There we go. go. Um, I'm looking at one. I can't do two things at once. You know that. Uh, (laughs) So we're going to start off here. uh, Introduce crew. I'm producer Brian. Usually I would be sitting here quietly waiting my turn to speak. Um, (laughs) But this week's a little different. We do have Aaron here, um, as usual, and then we have a very special guest, Batman. So, um, if you hear some weird sounds or you get very scared, actually, don't listen to the show in the dark because you might think like Batman's sticking up to you. But uh, Biggin's been Batman. been uh, battling a little illness here, so he's uh, he's he's here for moral support, I believe, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm doing everything. No demand. I've got, I've been chugging honey Been doing that, drinking oh. teas, hot teas. Mm. I had a cough drop in earlier, so I'm doing everything I can. It's a combination of COVID and like drainage mm-hmm. and the, the, the pollen, sinus drainage and all that stuff. So it's not working out too well. Wow. Sounds awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, well, if you guys don't already know, you can find us on the internet at southernfriedphilosophy.com. That's where all of our social media links are. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Facebook, we're everywhere. Uh, so please make sure you uh, check out our website. Um, check, follow us on socials. Maybe you'll, we'll post something from time to time. You never know. Might learn something. Can I tell you something? Sure. So evidently, what in relation to like social media and whatnot, I looked at my bank account today, and at some point, I signed up for Google Ads and didn't realize it. Oh, and then and then I looked at my bank account today, and somehow, like I got charged a hundred and two dollars for Google Ads for the page, and we had ninety three clicks. Wow. So, that hurts. That's a lot of money. That gets a expensive. Dollar, yeah. That's like premium clicks <laughs> at that kind of rate. Wow. Yeah. So it's. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that I was. I even signed up to pay for it. I thought it was like free, but they uh, got me one hundred and two dollars. So enjoy uh, that on your social media. Yeah. Speaking of bank accounts, if you'd like to support the show, uh, want to be a sponsor, reach <laughs> out to Biggin at sfpradio at gmail dot com, or you can always go to our uh, Patreon page, sfp no patreon dot com slash sfpradio, or our OnlyFans account. Um, it's called Biscuit underscore Gravy. Go check All that right. out. It's just a picture of biscuit and gravy. <laughs> so. Is it pay per view or how's that it's work? Biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. biscuits. Okay. Yeah, it's just me baking biscuits and then I just pour the gravy <laughs> on it. So All right. it's not, not anything dirty. It doesn't have to be. All right. the, free, the free version of that's on our YouTube site. So <laughs> You're right. Hey, I, I do want to say shout out to our listeners from France. 
all of a sudden you guys have been popping up over there in Germany and France. So I appreciate you guys listening. Um, thank you. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about France other than I've heard that it smells pretty weird. Oh. Um, they have the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, what else about France? They France. Have food is supposed to be really good. There's a lot of artwork over there. Oh, yeah. The they, they, they claim they invented food. Versailles. Versailles. Versailles yeah. is, that, that, that's, it doesn't sound like it's spelled. I know that. Yeah, um, right. yeah. yeah. Didn't say someone like rub yeah. cake on the Mona Lisa this week? Did you guys see that? I did see that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Went through a cake. So went through a cake at the Mona Lisa. I think. Apparently, it's pretty disappointing. Oh, yeah. Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Yeah. It's tiny. I'll be like, honest with you. It's little. We, we, we went to the Sistine Chapel. wasn't that great. I'll be honest with you. It's okay. It's an art historian there, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> thorough review. It was very hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was way up there, so I couldn't see a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you have the Sistine Chapel or like like with that big pink church down in South Charlotte, Calvary, right? Which one's more impressive? <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thanks guys for listening over there in Europe. I'm not trying to badmouth you. I'm sure you're really cool. Maybe one day I'll go and let me ask this question though. Does anybody ever eat French dressing? On their salads. I don't think that's, that's real. Worst dressing, right? I don't think, I, oh, I like French dressing. Do you? Yeah. Well, we need it's got to be like the though. elementary school salad bar French dressing, though. It's like a weird <laughs> pale orange color. You can't find that anywhere. That's the good stuff. Like or like the Western sizzling. You know, it's the buffet. So they're probably mixing that with ranch or something. But you know what I'm talking about? Not Catalina. You get Catalina. <laughs> That's too sweet. Right. This is what uh, they're feeding right, the children. Yeah, yeah I like the this tangy French. There's like a tomato, something happening there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to ask Marie <laughs> if she likes French dressing. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Put that on the bucket list. Uh. Well, I'm going to ask you guys, like I ask you every week, how you be doing? Start off with Aaron. How you be doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Your hair looks exceptionally good today. Like it, it's, it looks good all the time. But oh, that's for so nice. reason, it looks, it looks exceptionally well. <laughs> that's because I showered. Mm. Oh, that helps. Some, yeah. Turns out that'll do it. You know, clean hair. <laughs> wow. That's why we are at, I wear a hat today. Because I can't remember the last time I took a shower. Probably in like the late 90s. April. I had to guess. Okay. It's like that sometimes. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was me last week. Um, yeah. Got a little sick. Had some things going on. Don't want to get too TMI. Mm. You know, it was it was what it was. You just, so there was not a shower for a few days. Sure. <laughs> we so, were struggling. There was a struggle. Yeah. So, Aaron, you, you promised head. me we're a story now. a few weeks ago on the show, and I've been waiting for the story oh, for like three okay, weeks. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> get, get your popcorn, guys. Oh shit. yeah, I totally forgot about this. Thanks, Ryan. Um, <laughs> it's like it's gonna feel like the dumbest story. It's really not that exciting, but Can't wait. I, <laughs> okay. So I posted this picture on my Instagram stories of um, 
the what happened. So I, because I have to take a picture of like every moment, you know, I have sure, to have right? like my yeah. phone out and doing stuff, you know. It's, I don't know. You don't have a person and, for that? Um, huh? There's not a person following you around with the phone or a camera already? I could hire someone, uh, yeah. like a video, like a team. Yeah, just yeah. like photographer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. People don't take their own pictures. <laughs> like a 24 right? hour, just like, I need you here. I never know what's going to happen. Yeah, right. I need yeah. you to just document my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, okay, so I'm at the gym. Leave the gym. <clears throat> We're in the parking lot. It's myself and two of my friends. And uh, it's Talon, my friend Talon. And <laughs> she had her baby and she needed her diaper changed. So we were like standing at the back of her car, you know, as a parent does, the hatch is open, yep. you're changing their diaper. Yep. It's all, you know, you're just doing your thing. Well, been there. So we're sitting there. So her, you know, she drives an SUV. So the whole thing is open. And I sit down. And we're talking and I'm holding my keys. I have like my purse, whatever. And I don't know what came over me. I think I stroked out. I'm not really sure. I just tossed my keys. I mean, just, just tossed for no reason whatsoever. And they were right over a storm drain. So, <laughs> I mean, they just went right through the hole in the storm drain. So, <laughs> I, you mm. know, I just sat there, looked. I was just like, I dropped my keys. And, <laughs> like, no one really knew what happened. Like, I was just, I just said it very quietly. <laughs> I was like, I, I dropped my keys. <laughs> I think in denial and disbelief. Um, yeah. The trainer who was teaching the class walked by and Terrible. he happened to see the situation. Um, kind of saw it happen, go down, you know. So he comes over. He's like, What happened? I'm like, uh, I got my keys. They are there. They're uh, they're down this thing. I don't know. So <laughs> we were like, does it even open? We don't know. We're like, does it open? So he and I <clears throat> open this thing. It is very heavy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just FYI, sure. you know. And we get it propped up, and th- there are stairs. Or not stairs. There's a Ooh. ladder, kind of. Oh. Like, there's like a, a there's like metal. Oh. There's like metal pieces that they can you can climb down whoa and what? he got down there and he got my keys that, that's so like you're just sitting there <laughs> you know and then you just throw them down for no reason jt i don't i can't really say what happened i don't really know okay it was an out of body experience. Has, there was it a was, breeze, like a strong wind it was blew. Nothing. It was it was I I literally had a stroke. <laughs> I, I seized. I don't know. I don't know. She I just think I like randomly the first try. <laughs> I do this thing where oh, I'll Lord. just like I'm very good about like knocking things over randomly or like oh. um just like I, I don't have control over my body or something. I don't yeah. know. Something's okay. wrong with me. I have I someone in my house like that. that. 
It's fine. What? Yeah, a, there's a person in my house like that. Yeah. <laughs> she's eight. So. Well, that's, that's where the issue is. Yeah. I'm 32. Yeah. Should be happy. Okay. Should be happy. Uh, uh, is my this a thousand thing? When he was down there, at any point, did he happen to see a Ninja Turtle? Mm-hmm. Was there? You know, he tried Turtle? to look. He tried okay. to look. That's there was like this yeah. hole, you know, because there's like, I guess sure. where the water goes, the drain, whatever, like is <sighs> the bottom. Luckily, it had not rained. Sewage. We weren't in an yeah, it situation. Civil engineering uh, podcast. Oh, God. JT would have been yeah. like, you can go down and get it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, there will, there will not be me going. I mean, no. one, I couldn't physically get down there. Two, I just get a, like, a really long coat hanger and just try to. <laughs> I was like, do we have a broom? I was like, does anyone have a broom? Or like, (laughs) I was ready to do. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah. So we retrieved the keys. I have a picture of it. Because obviously. Well done. So how many years of this class are you obligated to attend now? Is my question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm signed up for a year. So at least that. Not more, and he will not let me live it down. Every time I see him, sure. he makes me tell either. everyone what happened. Sure. Smart and now you can just point him to this episode, episode 201, to get the whole story <laughs> right. and save my breath. There it is. There I go. just try to be like an unforgettable person. Like, you know, wherever I go, just leave a mark. That's what I say. You know, just leave a mark. Just leave your mark wherever you are. It's the opposite of the leave no trace principle in the woods, right? Yeah. I'm going to leave a trace. You're going to know. I was here. Aaron was there. There you go. Oh, man. Aaron will not be sneaking into Iraq or Afghanistan at any point. CIA situation here. That's for sure. All right. Brian, how you doing? I'm glad to be back. I've been, uh, I was going to say, I've been bored for the last few weeks, but I haven't. I've been, it's been absolutely insane. Um, but I did have a chicken sandwich today. That was uh, a new chicken sandwich. And it was uh, oh mediocre at best. I'll say that. So, mm. so the, uh, oh. I mentioned the restaurant a few weeks ago. It was, I don't even remember, Slim Pickens, Slim Chickens, Slim, oh, yeah. Slim Shady's Chicken Shack. I don't know. But uh, I got sure. there's their classic chicken sandwich. And uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't even, it's not a contender. The bread was no, very good. Chicken. Yeah, the okay. the bread was the best. But actually, the French fries were the best part, which isn't even the chicken review. Imagine McDonald's French fries with the Bojangles seasoning on them. Okay. Okay. And well done. Those were those were good. So sounds good. I like it. Yeah. So not worth the line around the building for sure. Yeah, I hate that overhyped. It's not any good. Yeah. How you be? Well, how you be doing? You can tell us. Listen, it's been. <laughs> Like, I've literally been sick for about a month. Like, I was touch and go for a while. We had to cancel two shows because I was sick. And then, like, everybody else was sick, so we didn't do it the one one time. And then now, I'm, I've been nine days of COVID. Mm. Screw, screw HIPAA, whatever. You can know all about me. I don't care. <laughs> nine days of being in quarantine. It is the worst. Show title. Ugh. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to ask Maria how I handle the rest of this. So I've tested positive <laughs> every day. 
and I don't know when this thing's going to end. And Jess is like, I can come to my office and then I can go back upstairs into what I refer to as A1, which is the j- mm. jail cell A1. Um, and that's it. It's, it's that in the bathroom. Uh, I don't even get like three hours of yard time. You know, it's just, that's it. Wow. Um, you know, will you got one of those like chairs, you know, the old, yeah. like the wooden ones and with a blanket. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, on the lawn. If it makes you feel any better. If it makes you feel better, it's like 112 degrees down. outside. So you don't want to get there. Anyway. Very much 1800s. Yeah. 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 I have one window that does open, but then I open it and then my allergies like hit and then I'm just, and then I immediately close it. So that's not any good. Um, yeah. So it's been, it's been quite miserable in the big household. Um, my poor wife is single parenting a two year old, which is miserable. Um, she's exhausted. I'm exhausted. We don't know what to do at this point. Um, aside from just large quantities of duct tape, and Cheerios. That's kind mm. of where we're at at this point is just to, you know, duct tape her up and feed her Cheerios. And then, and then the little vampire, by the way, get <laughs> this the little vampire <laughs> yesterday decides she's going to take a chunk out of some kid's arm. She bit somebody and drew blood. <sighs> and then it's immediately call the parents, the kids going home. What is that going to teach the kid? It punishes us. You know, because now we got to watch the little vampire, make sure she doesn't bite us. And mm. then, like, and, and so Jess is now trying to work. I'm upstairs now because she, I can't be downstairs. It's, it's, it was just miserable. I'm just done with this COVID. I'm about to go like full nuclear on whoever created this, this COVID thing. I'm just, bleh. it's ridiculous. Mm. Anyway, that's yep. how I've been doing. Wow. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay home and not, not ever leave I'm again. I'm thinking about it. Like screw this. I'm just I, not ever I, going I, back I, out again. I can get everything I need brought right back right to me. It's it's not a problem. And the tough part is like nine days of not being able to hold your family, and then small batches screaming on the door, "Daddy, Daddy!" And I can't mm. do anything about it. Oh, talk about that's sad. Dying. Yeah. That's why she bit. She's just lashing out. Uh. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Thanks, She's Aaron. got aggression. All right. She's like, I haven't yeah. seen my dad in nine days. He's a father figure. Yeah. yeah. She could like express that need. Yeah. She's trying to process uh, that. Would... Yeah. And I want to know what good. that kid did. That's what I want to know. Yeah. He, oh, he, I guarantee you the kid deserved it. Done to sure. provoke. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So. Speaking of leaving I'm her the attorney mark on the world. and her defense yeah. attorney. Yeah. <laughs> She's pulling Aaron and leaving her mark on the world. Literally. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I, I mean, I do want to know what did you guys do for Memorial Day? Did you guys have any big parties? Did what did you guys do for Memorial Day? I had a rager at my house. It was awesome. Yeah. At a boy. Yeah. Yeah. With right. seven year olds. Yeah. No, actually, adult people came to my house. Wow. Yes. Uh, other adult people were invited, but had a, a an issue getting there um, because I am, of. I am adult people. Yes, that was her. And then, the, <laughs> but Jack, Jack was a fellow male, so I, I appreciate you. You know, I was really bummed. Yeah, I was so bummed. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't you know, even get an invite. So might, well, there's a reason for that, you know. But yeah, that, was, that was a good call. Uh, technically, Aaron didn't get an invite either, but she, I didn't. She, I invited she, myself. She, <laughs> I did. Well done, man. Yeah, so. I heard about the food that was going to be there, and yeah. I invited myself. Yeah, you know, just barbecue. Not any good to go. Full so. pork, coleslaw, you know, mac and cheese. No big deal. Yeah, but yes, adults, people came and they brought their, their brood of children with them. Um, oh. So it was a good time. Yeah. Good time had by all. Aaron, what did yeah. you guys do? Um, we did nothing. Well done. We had sickness in this household, so we went <clears throat> nowhere. Yeah. We watched Survivor. Oh. Okay. We caught up on the last season, well, this previous season, and. Then we watched reruns of Survivor. <laughs> oh. And yeah. All right. Um, Super fun. I don't understand your your um watching habits. I don't understand some of the shows you watch. But that's okay. <laughs> you do you. You do you. I like to keep people on their toes. <laughs> I don't want to be figured out. Sure. Sure. You don't need to You gotta leave your mark. I mean that's what it you is. You think you know me? You don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. Um, I do want to, you know, gosh, I, I think it's been beaten to death about thoughts and prayers of, of the last school shooting. Ugh, I don't mm. I don't understand it. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. And yeah. Keep talking about it and nothing happens. I don't know where, where we do it except at the local level. Maybe just pitch a fit to your local representatives and but y'all, something's got to give. It breaks my heart to see this, and there's no reason for it. Really isn't. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk guns all day long, but also at the end of the day, it's also mental health and a mental health issue. Um, and so uh, when we started to do this episode, it was Mental Health Month, and we've blown through the entire month. So that's why we had this month to talk about mental health. Um, but we're just going to push it back one month and go ahead and talk about it now. So it's eight o'clock. And so now it's time for our future, our feature presentation. And now our feature presentation. All right. So with us this week, we have Maria uh, Russell. Maria has always had a passion for helping individuals, couples, and families cope with difficulties in their lives. Her desire is to help clients experience healing and life change through faith-centered therapy. She's trained in EMDR, restoration therapy, and equine therapy. I'm not going to say what an E-A-E-A-L-A, uh, trained equine therapy. It's part of the military de- designated program. Maria, um, again, HIPAA out the window. Um, you are my therapist. And um, yeah. wow, you are. An absolute amazing Bye. person. Hi. Oh. <laughs> That's sweet. Thank so, you. I appreciate that. And yeah, it's out the box. No, I didn't say it. You y'all said it. Right. No, I said it. I it was me. My wife said we need to go to therapy mainly um, to understand like how do we navigate through the foster care system um, and mm-hmm. keep our marriage good and all that kind of stuff. But I'll be honest with you. It has changed my life completely. 
um, besides the next thing was Jesus and then it's you. So uh, it has been an awesome experience to work with you and understand therapy. I've been to some really bad therapists, um, but you're one of the good ones. And I really appreciate that. Um, I've got so many questions, but Aaron's actually going to lead off because of the voice thing. But thank you so much for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. And thank you for your words. You're so sweet. <laughs> awesome. So, Aaron, take us <laughs> off. Uh, Maria, this is your first podcast, right? It is very first. Ah, well, um, we wanted to uh, put you at ease and put you with the um, novice interviewer, me. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be <laughs> conducting this. Um, so, yeah, we're both new at this. It's fine. Everything's going to be good. Fun. It's totally fun. We got this. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you. I just want to echo what JT said. Um, yeah, you are also my lovely therapist. And I, I think that at least once a day, I'm probably name dropping. Oh, Maria said, or, you know, I went to Maria and, <laughs> and so I am also very thankful for you and what you do. Um, yeah. Awesome. So yeah. And just kind of getting into that, like, like finding therapy and like finding a therapist, like can be kind of hard for people. And mm -hmm. I think like, as a therapist, like, what are your thoughts on, you know, how and like, what someone can do to like, find someone and questions to, you know, figure out if they're a good fit for them? And how do you navigate that? <clears throat> So this is a great question because so many people think it's like find this one person online and then it's going to be easy peasy and they go straight into counseling and now we're good. But it, it can take a while, especially nowadays, because everybody, thankfully, tons of people are seeking counseling, getting help yeah. for anxiety, depression, trauma. Um, so lots of people are full. And so the thing that I typically recommend is. Obviously, first, if you have word of mouth, so somebody who's been to counseling who says, hey, I know this person personally, like start there. Yeah. Um, but if if not that, then there are tons of different directories. The one that uh, most people use is called Psychology Today. And all you do is type in your zip code and then a long list of people come up and you can look at names, look at their faces. See if you like them just based on their profile. And then you can actually interview them. And this is the thing that a lot of clients don't realize is that you, you get to pick who you like. If you have a phone call with them and you don't like the personality, move on to the next one. If yeah. you ask them about some of their, um, like, here's some issues that I'm dealing with. What's their specialty? And if you think it's going to be a good fit, try it out. Sometimes it's great. And you can do all your work, all the hard work with that person. And sometimes it doesn't and that's okay. And you just yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How long do you, do you feel like when you are, say you like kind of get past that step maybe and go to meet with someone, like how long would you give it, I guess, like to where you feel like, okay, this is a good fit. This is not like, is there a window of time or is it like, okay, first session you kind of just know or like, how does that? Sometimes you <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you know right away. Um, yeah. A lot of times I would say give it the first two or three sessions because yeah. you are probably nervous or worried about what you're saying and what you have to talk about. And so it's probably best to l let you kind of get into it and then 
once you have been there a couple times, if it's not, if you definitely know by the third time, like if you're not a good fit yeah. by the third time, I'm not just not going to reschedule and don't go back. Yeah. <laughs> go yeah. Oh, to therapy, just find somebody else. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel like, <clears throat> um, kind of transition to like, you know, we were just talking about like JT done with COVID and like how long it's been. He's mm-hmm. like, it's just so, it's so hard on your mental health. Like, and obviously we've seen, I mean, over these last two years, uh, mm-hmm. like this, just like, yeah, this is like really hard mental health, like journey mm-hmm. that we've all been on, like with the isolation and, and everything and just like the ups and downs of COVID. And I mean, even like this far in and we're like, oh, it's still, you know, impacting us. And and how do you feel yeah. like as a society, like that has, in your view, impacted us, mm-hmm. like with our mental health? <clears throat> what have you yeah. seen? Well, just like JT was saying, nine days in quarantine, it's isolating. You're not with your family. You, you don't feel good physically, which also impacts how you're feeling mentally. And so just on that base level of, if you get COVID, you're, you're not, you don't feel well. You just, your mental health is kind of anxiety, depression, it all kind of sinks in. But then when you think about over the long haul, um, people were home for a long time and that created a sense of feeling trapped, a sense of feeling like the unknown and the fears and the worries that come with that. Um, and so I think there are pockets of like feeling normal and like people being back out and in the world yeah. again. And then after all this time, you still get COVID. And it's like, wait a minute, we're, we're not out of it. Like it, it's still here. And so yeah. we did see a huge influx of people who were seeking therapy after being in quarantine and being shut down for so long. Um, and actually there are people who have long COVID and their anxiety comes from getting COVID, like not just, yeah. Hey, I was in quarantine, but it is a side effect of, of long COVID. So we've seen a, a lot of that as well. So it's just hard. Right. So it's even more important to, to seek that help now. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I feel like even like over the time that I was at home and we would meet online mm-hmm. or zoom or, you know, whatever. And that's such an important tool that was for me, like to be able to have, and yeah. I'm sure for you as a therapist, mm-hmm. like being able to see your clients and just get online with, you know, get in that zoom call with them if they need it and not having that, like they have to come see you in person. And I think that's so important too. Um, mm-hmm. with everything, like being able to do that is amazing. Um, right. <laughs> I know it was right. for me. <laughs> and it's still an option, which is really good because yeah. we have people who can't come to work because a kid is sick or their school got shut down for two weeks. Now they're in quarantine or not the whole school, but I think y'all have had a couple <laughs> sending home from daycare yeah. for two weeks. And, yeah. um, so zoom has been a really good option to continue that even in the midst of being shut down and stuck at home. Yeah. Maria, at this point, I have gathered most of Lila's um, stuffed animals. And we're having scheduled mm-hmm. tea parties at this point. We're getting into arguments. <laughs> is that a sign of mental health breakdown? <laughs> that is a sign of you connecting with that inner child and really <laughs> leaning into loving her as her father. 
There we go. All right. Okay. Maybe <laughs> Dinosaur and I have words at night, so I don't know. I can't trust him anymore. Talking to the wall or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I might have heard it's about that. They're an A1. <laughs> yeah. It gets only an A1. You're right. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, yeah. And so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. We just got off this. Um, we were, our last series, we were talking about like deconstructing or not. What, JC, was our last series or the series or before? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, we talked about deconstructing <laughs> faith and in our last series we were doing the, um, the uh, racism, understanding racism. Right. Yes. I'll get it mixed up. I was like, which was first? Okay. <laughs> we were talking about deconstructing faith and, and one thing I think is so important is like having that balance of like, you know, as yourself, like as a person of faith, like how do you like navigate, like, you know, that impacting your, the work that you do and like the Mm -hmm. negative narrative, like the church sometimes of like, you know, around like this secular psychology of like, you know, we need, we need to be pointed to Jesus and we need to be like praying and doing all these things. And like, how can we like, you know, from your view, like how have you kind of navigated like that view and then also like, Oh no, but we can also go to therapy (laughs) and like have both. (laughs) And so like, yeah. How do you feel like that has impacted the work that you do? So, unfortunately, this comes up far too often where people have come to counseling after they have been gone to a pastor or in their church where they've been told to pray more or you you only are anxious because you don't have Jesus. And so there's a lot of healing of emotional um, religious trauma. And yeah. so that I guess it's unfortunate anyway, because nobody should have to experience that, especially when they're. In their faith. And so there is a lot of that. Um, and then thankfully, there are churches and pastors who are very big advocates for mental health. And so they push their people to, to go seek therapy. And, um, and in sessions, like if the person brings it up as part of something they want to incorporate, then I do. Um, obviously, not all of my clients have a faith or want to discuss it or use it. And so I kind of go based on where they are. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's yeah. so huge because you're very sensitive of if, if I should go there or if I shouldn't go there. And then there's yeah. days where I feel like I'm, I want a religious session and there's times where I don't feel like it. Um, yeah. You're really good at not pushing that, that boundary and, and forcing it. I remember mm-hmm. one therapist I, I, I had, and I told you is they just told me to put all my problems in a little box and give it to Jesus like really that's it like it's like that's your therapy um you know so it's miserable but you Mm -hmm. navigate that really well and i respect Mm -hmm. that a a ton about you is that you can figure out where you need to push and where you don't uh or or you want to go there um in in a faith Mm -hmm. or a secular type of psychology so i really appreciate that about you yeah Mm -hmm. thank you Yeah. yeah what do you feel like led you to wanting to become a therapist like yeah so (laughs) i started out my college career i was i was pre-med here we go that lasted two days um and then i was like okay maybe something along like business business line of things Mm, that didn't last but maybe a semester and i know this sounds so cheesy but i was in my dorm room sitting at my desk and I, i felt I felt this 
this sense of like, okay, go, you're going to be a counselor. And I was like, um, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Like, what do you mean? What does that even mean? And so I started researching and figuring out what you need to do. I applied to one school and that's what I did. And the rest is history. So I just, I really felt the call to it almost literally. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's, I feel like there's so many ways we can kind of land in our careers and it's like, yeah, it just takes that one moment, like someone to say something or to guide you or just, yeah, just like mm-hmm. letting whatever you believe, you know, like you're that right. Holy Spirit just kind of be like, yeah, I feel like this is what I need to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, traveling down those other roads and like, okay, this didn't work for me. So <laughs> this is where I'm going to go. <laughs> Was there ever a point yeah. when you were like in school and you were like, I, why did I do this? <laughs> what am I doing? Like, or do you feel like it was like, Probably, okay. Like, you mean for the, when I finally landed on counseling? Yeah. No, I think I like it. It felt pretty solid. So graduated, started my master's. And from that point, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. So there wasn't any second guessing after the first three or four times that I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you feel and like, you like, oh, sorry. excuse me. Where did you go to school? Uh, undergrad, I went to UNC Chapel Hill. And then for my master's, I went to Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Okay, very cool. It's in Charlotte. Yep. Nice. How do you, like, do you feel like, when did you start that journey into the, like, equine therapy? And, like, how did that all begin for you? So that was by accident. I worked at a group home in the mountains. And there were some donors who wanted to give us all this money to help the children. And they wanted to build a barn. And so we're like, sure, we will take all your money. Um, And then we had to figure out what to do with the horses in the barn. And one of the other therapists found a program that used horses just down the road. And we all got trained in it. And from then on, I have used equine therapy. Um, When I moved back home to Kannapolis, where I, I found somewhere that I worked um, to make sure that they had that kind of program. And then when I went on my own, I connected with somebody to keep doing the work with the horses. So, Yeah. How has that been like a helpful tool for you with therapy? It is one of those things that until you experience it is really hard to explain, but there's a yeah. power with the horses that they, they just meet every client where they are. There's a special connection. There's just, there's an unfolding of their story with the horses. And so it's, it's one of my favorite parts of my week. I do it just on Fridays. Um, that's my, my barn day and I love my people in the office. And so that's, it's hard because it's, I love my people and I love the people with the horses. And so I think right. it just gives me a good balance of yeah. having just the different places and different environments um, to work in, but it, it's just a powerful tool. I can't, it, seriously can't explain how connected um, people become. And we have a veterans program out there. So we work a lot with PTSD and military trauma. Um, so that's been such a huge thing that we've, we've gotten to do out there. Yeah. Do you, when do you feel like mm-hmm. is like the right time to use equine therapy or like, how do you like assess a, a client mm-hmm. and like, okay, like we could go this route and this would be helpful for you. Yeah. Sometimes it's just they randomly say they like horses. I'm like, oh, well, I have <laughs> I have a place where you can go work with some horses. Um, yeah. Sometimes when people feel stuck, um, where they're a lot in their head and they can't 
process through their thoughts and they can't really get into their bodies to express their emotions. But the horses, it's going to come out. Like you don't have to talk or have to verbalize anything for it to come out with the horses. And so I'll do that a lot is just say, hey, you know what? Like, what if we try that to see if there's some some more stuff that can come up out there? Yeah. Is it like... Mm -hmm. I guess like walk. I'm like super interested in the equine. I'm like, this is so fascinating. Like, I'm just like, mm -hmm. I, I love animals. So I'm like, I just, and so I personally, I know. <laughs> I'm like, wait yes. a second. I'm really like, Maria, are we trying to go out to the equine? <laughs> yes. I'm like, hold on. Do Come I on. the equine therapy? Come on. Yes. I'm really Everybody like, am I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm just so fascinated. I'm like, I guess like walk me through a session or like what sometimes it looks like, or do you do something different every time it's out or like, how does that work? When you get there? Yeah, we have a general framework. So if it's the first session, we introduce them to the barn and have them meet the horses. So after that first session, we talk about, um, that everybody has a story and when our stories change, we change. And so they will go out and connect with the horses in terms of like, okay, so this one may come up and remind them of a mom, or this one may remind them of their four-year-old selves, or this one may be called um, kindness and love, or that one can be called hate and bullying. Um, mm -hmm. Depends on the age of the, of the client out there. But so you connect yeah. people or terms. Um, so it's a really projection of what's going on inside the client. And okay. when that unfolds in front of them, that we as the, so I'm the therapist and my coworker, Katie, she's the equine specialist and it takes the team. And so when we're out there, we're both kind of talking to each other um, and sh we're pointing out the behaviors of the horses. And so, for example, like, okay, so dad just walked up past the big dark brown horse. What's the big, big dark brown horse? And somebody may say, oh, well, that's, that's me. He just bypassed me every single time and never saw me. Mm. So that yeah. would connect them to, wait a minute, I, I felt missed. I didn't feel seen. And so then they can continue their story through, through the horses in that way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love animals. <laughs> like they're so, I personally, I'm like, they're so intuitive and like, especially horses. Mm -hmm. And like, I just think, I mean, it's why we have like therapy dogs and stuff too. You know, I, it's like, I just think they're, I mean, I love dogs. So <laughs> um, I'll move on from the, from the animals. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brian, but, I have a question. You're deep in thought down there. Who, me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I was keeping the, the video off of myself because I'm not a animal person and especially not a horse person. So I'm like, wow, you know, I do have a question though, because mm -hmm. And I have a feeling there's a few of people out here quite like, like me, um, who doesn't, I'm, I don't think I need therapy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I've, I feel fine. Right. Mm -hmm. That's me. Like, yeah. and, and you know, <laughs> big and shaking his head up there cause he knows me, but <laughs> it's well, like, everyone is right. But I don't feel like there's something I need to accomplish. Like by going to see someone, like I don't feel like mm -hmm. there's a box I got to check to make some mm -hmm. life changing. Thing. I don't feel the need that like, something has to shift, you know. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I joke with my wife, say, yeah, you, you, pro- you probably need therapy, but I'm good. You know, like, like that's what, you know, it's a joke. She knows it's a joke. Right, right, right. She slaps me when I say it, but, um, you know. Like what? What do you do in that situation? Like with someone like me, I'm sure there's lots of other stubborn guys out there. So, well, and that, that's what I would say. Like, do you have emotions? Sometimes. Do you sometimes? Okay, so maybe that would be a place <laughs> to start. Is if sometimes you have emotions. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? He's a five. Just so you know. He's, uh, oh, okay, uh, okay. So, so they're there. All, we're, we're good. They just take a little bit longer to access in there. Everybody has moments or ways that they can grow and mature. And so in that, it's kind of being able to unpack where you are and where you've been to see where you want to go. So it's not about necessarily achievement hmm. or reaching some kind of endpoint. Um, I have clients that I've seen for six years. Now they'll come in once a month, every two to three months, and then sometimes every six months just to kind of check in. But there's always something. If you live a life where you are present in your life and want to grow and to continue to uh, mature in who you are, counseling can be good for you. Interesting. <laughs> that is a great question though. Cause I think a lot of guys, uh, I, know, I know a lot of guys will just say, well, just emotions are stupid. I don't want to do it or mm-hmm. I don't need it, but that's the farthest thing from the truth. Right. I think, yeah. The world would be a better place if more guys did go to therapy. Yeah, like, well, I think it was a few and weeks ago. Ask what are you afraid of? Yeah. Uh, I think I, I was talking to Aaron. A few, he, she was talking about a TV show. Was it? Uh, I forget which one it was. I was like, I don't watch that because I don't want to. I don't want to feel things. Right? Oh, was <laughs> it this is Maybe it was a day. I was like, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to have feelings while I'm watching a television show. I want to be entertained. You know. Yeah. So. Bad You have to feel all the time. You know, it's like you can just be okay to like feel in the moment and then Mm. you just move on. You get it out Mm. and then you're good. And then you just. So the key is actually like you feel something all the time. It's the awareness of the feeling that you increase. Sounds terrible. Anyway. Oh man, <laughs> we're gonna get you in there, Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna do it, <laughs> uh, Maria. What is a what does a win or a good day in the office look like for you? Hmm. So I think for me, it's when people make a connection to something. It doesn't have to be like a huge success of like, yay, we have a huge breakthrough but a connection yeah. either within themselves or about something that's going on um, just to be able to, to know that they, they are getting it or they got it within themselves. That, that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you like <clears throat> go home and separate your work life like dealing with this job that can be probably obviously really heavy. Mm -hmm. You're hearing a lot of stories. You're hearing a lot, you know, a lot of emotions, obviously. And then having to go home and kind of like live your own life. How does that, how do you do that? So I don't watch this is us. (laughs) Good. Honestly, good. Mm -hmm. It's probably good. Too much. (laughs) 
So that is one of them where I, my husband will ask me, okay, where are we tonight? Like, are we like a 30 minute funny or an hour drama? And so it depends on the night, depends on what happened that day. Um, But I I learned a long time ago that I have to shut off. So put my computer away, try not to answer texts or calls. Um, On the weekends, just have fun with my husband and my kids because we have normal stuff, baseball, gymnastics and small group. And so we just life just keeps happening. So learning how to turn it off, like walk out the door, turn it off. And then I'm just me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of relate to that. I mean, you know, I'm a hairstylist and we, we've talked about this, but like, I, I hear so much in a day and so much and just yeah. like talking in general, like yes. people are, I mean, I'm sure people realize, but I don't know. I mean, I like to talk, obviously it's, right. it's what I, I picked this career cause I like it, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, you get to that point where you're like, I got to like sit in the car in silence or something like, or I've got, you know, I've been talked out all day or like I've heard, you know, this range of stories in everybody's life and they're dumping it on you. And like, yeah, I completely get that on a very small scale. But yeah. Sometimes in the car, I'm like, do I want music or just silence? So because I only have a seven minute drive. I don't have very far. So sometimes it's just quiet for those seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that about like what to watch at night. I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, I need like The Office tonight or like something silly. I'm like, I need like something really dumb. I can't, I can't do serious. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I totally relate to that. (laughs) What, um, what do you feel like are some like roadblocks you've? faced or do face like as a therapist? So I think insurance, unfortunately, okay. is yeah. such a pain. Um, it's been, it's a battle for the therapist. It's a battle for the client to find people that can take their insurance. And sometimes they don't like, I'm not going to yeah. take insurance very much longer. Um, so that's a big roadblock. And I hate that. Like, our system is so I could get on a soapbox. Our system's messed up. Um, get on the soapbox. <laughs> yeah. I, I like soapbox. Universal healthcare. Right. I've, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. So that, that can be a roadblock. Um, sometimes just capacity. There are only yeah. so many people that I can see in a day. And there yeah. are only so many people that I can see in a week. And so it's hard when People are calling or trying to get in. Like, you, I can't, I can't help everybody. And not in like, yeah. oh, I want to help everybody kind of way. But really, it is so painful to have to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't get you in. Or yeah. it's going to be a six week wait. Like, it's so the capacity is really a roadblock as well. Right. I just don't have to say no. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like it's hard for, do you feel like as a therapist, like you, was that something that came easy to you or were you like, um, this is actually work. Like this is hard. That it was really hard at first. So I, yeah, I used to see 36 people in a week and that is terrible. Like that shouldn't happen. Um, so now I'm down to 28 to 30 
because I've like yeah. put boundaries around my schedule. There's only so many people I can have. So yeah. no is really hard, really, really hard at first. Um, so it just takes practice. Yeah. Yeah. If someone is struggling mm-hmm. with that, how, like what are your, like what advice would you give? I guess like if you're like, they're like, I'm really struggling to set these boundaries at work or like, you know, scale back my time or I feel this guilt, you know, that we kind of all right. go through when we set those, yeah. any boundary, but especially that, like yeah. what advice do you give in that situation? I think to remember that anytime you're saying yes, say to a client that you can't really get in, you're saying no to something else, either your family or your time or your self-care or your mental health. And so I, when somebody told me the more you start saying no, you're actually be able to start saying more yeses. And that has stuck with me. And so that's the kind oh, of the motto I live by. Like I can say no to this, which means yes to a whole lot more. Yeah, that's powerful. That's really good. <laughs> that's really good. Okay, one more question. Okay. Uh, it's it's going to be the hardest one so, you answer tonight. Here's, here's a question. So EMDR and restoration therapy, what are those things? Can you kind of explain that a little bit of what those therapies are like? Mm -hmm. So EMDR is a way of processing trauma. It engages the mind, the emotions, the negative beliefs, and the physical part of it. Um, Sometimes people use, I call them my little buzzies, and you hold them in your hand, they buzz back and forth. Uh, (laughs) So it activates all the brain because trauma is not just a thinking thing. Trauma is held all over your body. And so a lot of times when people say they, oh, I've processed my trauma, they mean they've talked about it. Well, that keeps it up here. When your body feels overwhelmed and anxious, when you feel tense, when you feel sick to your stomach, like your whole entire body is screaming, hey, I need help down here. And so that helps um, someone process top to bottom, heart, mind, body, and soul. And we actually use EMDR out with the horses as well. um, But instead of the buzzies, they use the horses as their their physical sensation, I'll, and that's one of my favorite things to do. With yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And restoration therapy, what is that? So restoration therapy is a is about getting to people's uh, negative beliefs they have about themselves, which creates a pain mm-hmm. cycle. So, for example, if I have this belief that um, I'm not enough, and or I'm rejected, and you say something to mm-hmm. me and I start feeling rejected, then I react out of that, even though you didn't reject me, but my trauma says I am. So I'm going to lash out, get defensive, get angry. And then that person, when they lash out, the other person may feel not enough or I'm alone and they respond in their cycle. So it's really understanding how each other's cycles, like our own pain cycle and how it butts up against friends and family and spouses and those types of things. Oh. and we've gone through that as well <laughs> so i understand that too mm-hmm. so one thing that i do want to point out is therapy isn't just a magical pill that you swallow if you go in an hour later you come out and like all oh, the world the world's fine one thing that i have noticed and i've done is you have to do the work so it's mm-hmm. not even like when we talk about even at church and stuff like that is it's not just that hour session it's when you leave there using the tools that you give us on a daily basis on when these things come up, how do we react to that? 
And, and I think that's where a lot of disconnect is of people just think, oh, well, I'll just be fine. You have got to do the work outside of therapy. And it really does change for me is one of those things where I'm like, oh, like I'll do something. And I'm like, oh, but I remember this in this session. And we talked about this and this is why I've done that. And, and slowly, you know, making those connections so that maybe next time I don't handle it as horribly or, you know, I do a better job next time of controlling anger or whatnot. But please, if you go to therapy, one thing I'll tell you is do the work and make sure that you're committed to making sure that you try to do those things when you leave therapy. Yes. Amen to all of that. Because I actually had one person tell me like, I thought I was supposed to leave, feel good when I left therapy. I was like, I told you that. Uh, because it is really hard work and it's practice and you will not get it yeah. perfectly. And it's practice forever. So you'll get it more often and be better with whatever it is that you've worked on or trying to improve on, but it won't be perfect. Yeah. So people can get discouraged real quickly with that. And if they just understand that, so that's a, a great point. Do the work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I think Aaron has our last and final question. Again, it's going to be the toughest one of the night. <laughs> this is actually the last question. <laughs> okay. okay. Do you put milk or cereal in your bowl first? When you're making cereal, cereal, milk or cereal. We need, we need to have a discussion. We need to have a discussion. <laughs> what, it, are there two ways to do this? Apparently. No. This is what I've been told, but I so do not believe it. Right. There are sociopaths and then everybody else who pours their cereal first. <laughs> exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Did you hear what you said? Wait, wait, are you? Did you hear what she said? Did you hear what she said? Wait, what'd you say? She said, I, I, I'm not sure, I think I got mixed up. She called somebody a sociopath. I don't make sure it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you put in a milk or cereal first? I don't, how, how does that even work? How don't, help me. Cereal. Cereal first, right? Okay. Okay. I thought I got mixed up uh, on the, the phrasing there. I'm like, oh no. I was like, what? But Ryan was like, wait. I was like, hold on. I was scared. That's our, our question in this there was a TikTok <sighs> video and people were saying that they put cereal or milk in first. And I'm like, that's not normal. Like no. People are crazy if they do that. So. Yeah, we had, we had a, a few weeks ago um, at church. So in the morning, all our volunteers circle up and they do like some kind of icebreaker question. And the question was, what's a question you would ask people just as like an icebreaker to kind of get a gauge on, on the person, like when you're first meeting mm -hmm. someone? And because of this show, I've, I brought up the milk and cereal thing. And there's, you know, 25 people in a circle here and, and everyone has a very similar reaction. And there's one dude, I'm not going to say who it was, who, who's like, looks scared, right? Like, it's like, Oh, I'm the guy that does the cereal, the milk first. Like, it's like, and, and it, it was just interesting. Uh, now you know who to avoid Brian, right? Right. Yeah. I, liked him. Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he's, he, yeah, yeah exactly. There we go. Here's the card of somewhere. That's, that's the litmus uh, test. Someone on it. 
Serial <laughs> therapy. So. A couple of things. My wife says hi from the Maria Fan Club president. Hi. Oh, she, she's 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 also a sociopath. I don't like. Yeah, she's I don't like she's like cereal. first. So Are you married to a sociopath? So she says she's going to talk about it next session. Is she? She'll put the milk in, and then pour little bits of cereal into her bowl, and then eat it real fast because she doesn't like it getting soggy. Again, psychopath. I have a device so for you've that. Got some work to do with her. I have a cup. Can't and- blink twice if you need help. <laughs> <laughs> I have a device I bought for my wife years ago that keeps the milk and cereal separate. You're supposed to like eat it, like you tilt it back, and it all hits at the same time. But it only works with very specific cereals, right? Because of the shapes yeah. and thing. You can't do like That's a bigger. It can't like it's got to be like fruity pebbles or go home. That's the only thing that works. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Maria, thank you so much for coming on. You know that we love you. Um, if people do want to reach out, I know you're booked, so I get that. But you can also refer them to somebody that you trust and you believe is a great therapist. Where can people get a hold of you? So they can go to the website at com. They can email us at info at Um, And those are going to be the quickest easiest ways to get a hold of i i can give you the number but just email i'd rather get an email (laughs) it's gonna be on our um our show notes it'll be all there right perfect Perfect. thank you you for having me i really appreciate it thank you for being on you're awesome um have a great night and again thanks for coming on thank you bye guys bye Bye. thank you all right, so lessons we've we've taken away is if you put in the milk first, you're psycho, and yep. producer Brian needs therapy. Uh, so. That sounds terrible. I don't – I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine here. <laughs> as, as spoken as a true five. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys mm-hmm. talked about being after like a, a long day of work about talking to people all day. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. So I work from home. I have very little – like interaction, like face to face or vocally. And then my family comes home and I would like for the silence to continue. (laughs) You need to borrow my duct tape. It's just like a jarring. It's just like, it's, it's like someone throwing a rock in a pond is what it is. It's a calm, still water. And then like a dump truck backs up and just throws all the gravel and makes a tidal wave. That's my therapy session. Yeah. There you go, guys. Well, there you go. <laughs> go woosah, you know, on your earlobe. Understand. What? Remember woosah from Bad Boys for Life? Oh, I don't. Uh, He's trying to calm down and he rubs his earlobes and he keeps going woosah, woosah, woosah. I remember Goose Fraba from uh, Anger Management. Well, might be the same thing. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful episode of the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast brought to you by Batman. Um, Next week, we'll continue the discussion with mental therapy. Don't know who we're going to have yet, but we'll have somebody. Um, Thanks again for tuning in. Sorry for the delay. Hopefully, my voice will be somewhat back, so we won't have to deal with this anymore. Aaron, you did a great job, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Good job. Nailed it. So thanks again for tuning in to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And as always, keep looking up. I'm Batman.